Hey, welcome everybody. I'm so glad you're with us for the conclusion of Summer at Trinity. More on that in just a moment, but you just heard the announcement, and I always wanna emphasize for you, we can't wait to see you tonight for our VBS box pickup. Everything that you need, t-shirts, and while you're here, um, can you just thank our family ministry team, Pastor Julie, Pastor Erica, all the volunteers for all their incredibly hard work to make this an amazing experience for your kids. My kids are excited, and I know God's gonna speak to your children in a powerful way this week through VBS. And so be here, I can't wait to see you as we kind of gear up for an amazing week of ministry. Uh, And also, if you're brand new around here, I would encourage you to download our new church app, Everything about Trinity, it's on, it's, it's on your phone now through the app, all the details, connection card. If you're a guest today, take a moment and fill that out for us. We wanna send you a free gift to say thanks for being our guest. And as always, we're not gonna take advantage of that information. Uh, we simply wanna send you a gift to say thanks for being our guest today at Trinity. And I also wanna let you know that next week, I'm starting a brand new series on worship. It's gonna be an exciting series, understanding that worship isn't a worship service, it's not even a song, that worship is a decision, it's an action, and it's a spiritual discipline that we need right now in our lives more than ever before. So invite somebody to join us as we begin the new series next Sunday. Now, okay, get those sermon notes out, download the church app, get those sermon notes ready to go as we conclude our series, Summer at Trinity. And what we've been doing, if you're brand new tuning in, is we've been looking at famous characters from our Old Testament, understanding their life and leadership and how it applies to each and every one of us with the idea that if they had 30 minutes on our stage, what's the one thing that they would would teach us? So we looked at Abraham, we looked at Joseph, we looked at Moses, last week we looked at Rebecca, and today we're gonna conclude this series by looking at probably the most famous woman of your Old Testament, And we're gonna look at the life of Esther. And if she was on this stage, she would say this, that when life seems so uncertain, she would remind us, hey, remember that God has a place for you. That God has a place for you. Now today, we're gonna do a quick flyover of the entire book of Esther. In fact, this week, I would encourage you to take 20 minutes Um, read those 10 chapters in your Old Testament. It's an incredible story. And as you read it this week, remember as we go along that God has a place for you. We're gonna see it in the life of Esther. And as we find Esther, the first mention of her is Esther chapter two. Pick up the story in verse five through seven. The author says, now there was a Jew who lived in the palace complex in Susa. His name was Mordecai the son of Jair, and the son of Shimei, the son of Kish a Benjamite. His ancestors had been taken from Jerusalem with the exiles and carried off with King Jehoiakim of Judah by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon into exile. So pick up the story. They're out of their homes. All the Jewish people have been brought to Babylon, taken away from Israel. Here's how we first meet Meet, meet Esther, Mordecai had reared his cousin Hadassah, otherwise known as Esther, since she had no father or mother. And the girl had a good figure, and this is just an important side note, we're gonna come back to this, and was beautiful, it had a beautiful face. 
And after her parents died, Mordecai had adopted her. So you get the picture that life hasn't gone great for Esther up to this point. Life has been uncertain. There's no country, they've been ripped from their home. Poor Esther, she has no mom, no dad. I mean, immediately, right, our hearts go out to Esther. So much uncertainty in her life. And maybe you can relate to some uncertainty. Maybe not to the extent of Esther, but maybe, maybe even in this time, 2020, like life just seems so uncertain. We don't know what the next few months are gonna bring to us. We're worried about the election season that's coming up. We're worried about our future. We're worried about our kids going back to school. Life just seems so uncertain. Maybe you just feel totally out of place. Maybe you grew up in a family and you were the middle child. By the way, my heart goes out to middle kids. We have, our only boy is a middle child and we have an older girl and she's perfect and we have a younger girl and she's our storm and she gets most of our attention and maybe you're a middle child, right? And you just never found your place. You maybe just fell out of place. Or maybe you're a high school student and maybe you haven't found your connection with your friends yet and you just feel like high school is... It's weird and you're, you feel out of place. Maybe you're working in a career and where you work, you don't get along with your people or your boss maybe has just like overlooked you time and time again and you haven't gotten the promotion that you feel like you deserve and you just feel out of place. Listen, you're gonna relate to Esther. Esther's gonna teach us that even in uncertainty, even when we feel out of place, she's gonna teach us that God has a place for you. In fact, I love what David says in Psalm 33, kind of like to kick off our conversation. David says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. And follower of Jesus, tuning in right now, I want you to know, we believe at this church that God has a specific plan and a specific purpose for your life, that you're not on accident that God has you tuning in right now for a specific reason and the purposes of his heart through all generations, meaning that there has never been a generation and there will never be a generation where God won't work his plans in and through his people. Like, you need to know that. And so this isn't just a great story that happened thousands and thousands of years ago. That just like Esther, you can know, even in uncertainty, that God has a plan for you. I'm telling you, it is firm, and it is. It's forever. So if Esther was standing on our stage today, here's four things that she would teach us, and I think this is gonna be really helpful for each and every one of us. And here's the first thing she would say, is that finding your place, it requires great faith, and it requires great trust. It requires great faith, and it requires great trust. Some of you, as soon as I say that, if you're a control freak, man, you just tune me off, like you're, you're done. Because I want you to know that when you come to finding your place, there's always gonna be ambiguity and there's always gonna be uncertainty. If you need everything figured out, have the answer to every question, like, by the way, we're never promised that. Like, that's heaven. 
But finding your place, it, it, is, it requires faith and it requires trust. In fact, the author of Hebrews comes along in the New Testament and tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. And some of you, like, you just feel stuck. Maybe you're not growing spiritually and you just feel paralyzed maybe by fear or other things in your life. And I, I would push back and say, well, when's the last time you've taken a step of faith? That you actually did something that you had to believe. Like, I don't know how this is gonna turn out, but God, I'm trusting you. Esther's gonna teach us that finding our place requires faith and it requires great, great trust. The story continues, Esther chapter two. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Now a little backstory about this. In Esther chapter one, the king asked the queen Vashti to come and do something for him, and Vashti refused to do it. Well, in that culture, you don't do that. When the king says jump, you just ask how high. Vashti like, didn't obey the king, so the king wants to take her crown away. So the story unfolds that the king wants to find the most beautiful woman in all of the kingdom. He has a beauty contest, and Esther, who is a Jew, keeps her nationality a secret because cousin Mordecai told her to, winds up in the king's palace. And a year after she lands there, guess what happens? She's then brought before the king and we find that he likes, this, he likes Esther more than any other woman. I mean, can you imagine Esther totally feeling out of place? Like no family, no country, and now she's thrown into this situation. I mean, can you just imagine what she's, what she's feeling? And I'm telling you, like in that moment of uncertainty, she had to trust that God had her there for a specific reason, even when she felt out of place. And I, I read this quote this week, I thought this was so good, that no place is out of place when you're in God's place. And some of you today, you feel so out of place. All, you, just, you just have all this anxiety and worried all the time. I want you to know, even in the uncertainty, just like Esther, that no place is out of place when you're in God's place. Here's the second thing that I think Esther would teach us is that finding your place, well, it requires great courage. It requires great courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is what you do in spite of your fear. Courage is walking up to the edge and taking the step even into the unknown. We pick up the story. In Esther chapter four, verse 13. So do not think, so a little bit of backstory before this. So there's this guy that works for the king. His name is Haman. And Haman hated Mordecai. Esther's cousin and hated the Jewish people. And Mordecai had influence, and so or, or Haman had influence. So he wanted to kill Mordecai and all the Jews, and so he tricked the king into passing a law that on a certain day, all the Jews will be destroyed. So Mordecai knows what's happening, sends word to Esther in the king's palace and says, I'm not sure you know what's going on, but if you don't do something, 
if, if you don't say something or act in a certain way, all of us are going to be killed. Esther, we need you to do something. And here's the story. Mordecai's talking to Esther. Do not think that because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, like relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to this royal position, Esther, for such a time as this, probably the most famous line in the book of Esther. And all of a sudden, all the pressure, all the hopes for the Jewish people are now on Esther. Esther, if you don't step up, if you don't say something, yeah, I know you may die because you don't do that in that culture, but if you don't do something in this moment, all of us are going, are going to perish. Esther would stand here and tell you this, that finding your place, it will require courage. It will require stepping out into the unknown without all of the answers. Even in our fear, even in uncertainty, finding our place requires great courage. And then she would follow that by saying this, great courage, but finding your place it requires great focus and dependence on God. Because it's so easy when we talk about my purpose and my place for us just to be so inward focused. But Esther's gonna teach us a powerful thing that it's not just this inward focus, it's about depending fully on God. Esther shows us this incredible example of what to do in the unknown, in uncertainty. Follow along. After Mordecai comes to her, this is what she says back. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. And Esther's teaching us this powerful spiritual discipline that's often overlooked. And it's the discipline of fasting. Now, I've taught on fasting a few times since I've been your pastor. But fasting is the spiritual discipline where we we basically starve our flesh so we can allow the spirit to speak more clearly, to speak louder in our life. She's giving us the example to starve like food-wise, not to eat or to drink, but it's not just about food. You can, you can fast anything. I, I've gone through different seasons of ministry where I fasted electronics, right? No phone, uh, no TV for a season, and I would spend the time that I would normally do, you know, aimlessly scrolling or watching sports, whatever. I would spend that time allowing the word of the Lord, allowing God to speak, speak to me. And we teach this in fasting that whatever's biggest and whatever's loudest in your life, well, that's what's gonna be the loudest in you. Like there comes a moment in all of us to shut off the world around us and to allow the spirit of the Lord to speak, to starve our flesh so the spirit can become stronger. Have you ever played the game? Like king of the mountain or king of the raft. It's a childhood game where kids just kind of all wrestle each other with the idea the last one standing wins. And I played this with my older brother growing up and my brother Jeff was stronger and he was bigger than me and guess what? He always won the game. I couldn't beat him with the point, like whatever's strongest and biggest 
wins. And some of us have allowed the things of this world to be the strongest and the loudest. It's the biggest voice that you hear. And we have shut out the voice of the Lord. And what would it look like, and Esther's teaching us this principle, what would it look like for us to shut off the world around us and to allow the biggest voice to be the Spirit of God? So I'm gonna ask you to do something. We're not gonna ask you, but challenge you with something. That what would it look like for a week? Don't, don't kill me. I love you. I'm your pastor. I'm, I'm here to encourage you today. But what would it look like for a week to get off social media? <gasps> and Facebook. And like, instead of spending the time focusing on every hot button issue and arguing about masks and arguing about the election and your politics, what if we stop focusing on that? And by the way, every article that you put out is not changing other people's minds. <laughs> instead of focusing on that, what if we were to take our attention and focus on the Lord and allow the Lord's voice to be the biggest voice in our, in our life? Even in uncertainty, even in challenging situations, when we're not focused on the world and we're focused on the Lord, it's amazing the perspective and the clarity that we can receive. And I know you're saying amen. Turn it off. Turn it off, fast it, and allow the Spirit of the Lord to be the loudest voice in your life. It's amazing. Complete dependence upon the Lord. Esther's telling us, like, you need a breakthrough in your life? You're asking God for a major thing, like something isn't going right? Like, before you do anything else, fast. Allow God to speak to you like never, like never before. Here's the fourth thing that she'll say, and then I'll be done. She would say, finding your place requires initiative. So you have faith and trust, you have courage, you're depending upon the Lord. Now you actually have to do something. Now you actually have to like, step out and, and do it. Here's what happens. She says, I will go. Mordecai, I will go. And even though it is against the law, I'm still gonna do it. And if I perish, I perish. I mean, what resolve? What courage does Esther have to get to the place and say, if I perish, I perish. And I'm telling you, church, when you understand your place, you get to a place and you say, this is the call of God on my life. This is what he's asking me to do and I am going to do it. Regardless of the world around me, regardless of the consequences, I am going to step out in faith and trust. I'm gonna have courage. I'm actually going to accomplish why God has me on this earth. And I just fear that so many of us they were paralyzed by fear, and it keeps us on the sidelines. It keeps us from experiencing all that God has for us. I love this quote from Winston Churchill. I found it this week. But he writes, in every age, there comes a time when a leader must come forward to meet the needs of the hour. 
Therefore, there is not a potential leader who does not have the opportunity to make a positive difference in society. And this is how he finishes this. Tragically, there are times when a leader does not rise to the hour. Mom and dad, let me just tell you, your kids are depending upon you to find your place. They're depending upon you to discovering why you're on this earth, even in uncertainty. Your kids are watching everything that you are doing. They're watching how panicked you are about every hot button issue in our culture. When you understand your place, you're not swayed. I'm not worried of what's happening. Like, yes, I have concerns, but I know why God has placed me here. I understand my place. Oh, it's the sweetest place that you'll ever be able to live. And Esther understood her place. She takes great initiative. And as the story unfolds, she goes to the king. The king hears what Esther has to say. And the king kills Haman, elevates Mordecai. The Jewish people are saved. And Esther, probably the most famous person in all of Jewish history. Why? Because she understood. It requires great faith and trust. It requires courage. Complete and total dependence on God. And it requires initiative. Now here's where I want to leave this at. This isn't a story just for the Old Testament. Esther's story can be your story. That God has you right where you are. And you may think nobody cares, nobody notices, but I'm telling you, it's not true. God has you right where you are today on purpose, not an accident. And God wants you to discover your place so you can make an incredible difference. And here's the last two things that Esther would say as we close our time. She would say this, that when you don't understand, because maybe that's right where you are. Well, I don't understand. I've been trying to figure this out. She would say, when, you, when, you're at, when all that uncertainty, man, don't give up. Don't give up. So many people give up when it gets hard. Well, I don't understand. I'm trying and there's no results. I'm just gonna... Give up. I talk to pastors about this all the time. They say, well, we tried that. It just didn't work. And I'll say, well, how long did you try it for? I don't know, month? And you just threw it out because it didn't work. I'm telling you, like, do not give up. Everything worthwhile. Say this word with me on your couch. Everything. Everything worthwhile is uphill, meaning everything is hard. Everything worthwhile takes courage, it takes faith, it takes trust, and guess what? It's hard. Do you think everything in Esther's life was easy? No, not even close. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Hey, single adult, you're looking for that special someone and it just hasn't happened for you yet? Like, don't give up. Don't settle for second best. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Single parent, you're in the thick of it right now and you're trying to make decisions about school and you don't understand how this fall semester is gonna go and you feel like quitting, like don't. Don't give up, don't you dare give up. Married couple, 
You're this close of throwing in the towel. Don't give up. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Esther would tell us, faith, trust, courage, initiative, it's not easy, it's hard, but it's worth it. Look what Paul says in Galatians chapter six. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, and by the way, the proper time, it isn't up to us. This is why it requires faith and trust. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest, and here's, here's why we reap a harvest, if we do not give up. Don't give up. And here's the second thing as we close our time, that when you think or when you know God is in control, it's easier to take the next step. It's easier to take the next step when you know God's in control. Esther knew who she was and whose she was. And she knew that God placed her in this moment, even the difficulty, God placed her here for such a time as this. And notice, I didn't say it's easy. I said it's easier to take the next step. And some of you, like you have, like you are frozen in fear. Like you, you just, you don't, you don't know God's in control. Faith, you know what faith is? Faith is knowing that God is in control in your, circ- in, in your certain circumstance. And trust is knowing that what God says about you will be true in your current circumstance. And some of you, you don't even know that and that's why you're stuck in fear. And it's keeping you from from achieving all that God has for you. And I know many of us find ourselves there. So I had just a few scriptures real quick that I just wanna, I don't want you to even read them. I just want you to, to hear them and allow the word of God to minister to your heart right where you are today. But but let's start with this one. This is Joshua 1.9. You probably heard this verse if you've been around church any length of time. It says, have I not commanded you? Personalize it. Have I not told you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged for the Lord your God. Like he will be with you wherever you go. He will be there in your current place. But, the, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident because I have faith, I have trust, and have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Some of you today, you just need to receive that God has a place for you and that God is with you and he is for you and he has a great plan for your life. To find it, faith and trust. It's gonna require some courage full dependence on God. And then it's actually gonna require that we take a step. And I'm telling you, when we take a step, God meets us 
there. Esther would tell us, when you feel like life is uncertain, remember, God has a place for you. So bow your head and close your eyes right now. Some of you today, and you feel like God is right next to you speaking. He's, it's that clear. And some of you have been going your own way. You've been keeping God at a distance and you feel like God's so far away. Wherever you find yourself, I, I believe in this moment that God wants to speak to you. Some of you, like, you just need to like strengthen this idea of courage, of believing like what God says about you is true. And the plans that he had, like trusting him in that and actually taking the step. And others of you, you just need to open up your heart to God. And some of you right now, that's exactly what you need to do. That's your first step. Some of you, you would admit, you would say, Jared, I, I'm going my own way. I've been keeping God at a distance. But today I wanna begin a relationship with him. So that's you right where you are. Just say this prayer. Just say, today, God, I'm sorry for going my own way. Sorry for keeping you at a distance. But today, as simply as I know how, tell him this, I give my life to you. I hold nothing back. I trust you. And then just thank him. Say, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Paying the price that I never have to pay. And today, I receive full forgiveness and full grace. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for saving people today, for people taking that first step. Thank you for what you're doing in their heart and in their life. Others of us today, God, we're recommitting. We're, we're committed to finding our place for full dependence upon you. This week, maybe some of us, we're gonna take that step of fasting and we're gonna turn off the world around us. Lord, we wanna hear you clearly more than ever before. So speak to us. And I pray that your people, the people of God, that will heed the words of God in this incredible example from Esther and will live the life you're calling us to live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer with me just a moment ago, uh, let us know of your decision today. It's the most important decision that you're ever gonna make. So take a moment, fill out that online connection card. Just check the box. Today I'm giving my life to Jesus or maybe it's a recommitment prayer. Uh, we're simply gonna send you an email. We're not gonna take advantage of that information and give you some really clear next steps of what to do with your faith in Jesus. And we are so, so proud of your decision to follow him. And church, before we send you off or before we sign off today, um, it's time for the offering. Aren't, aren't you grateful that we get to give back to God today? We get to do this. We serve a give first God, so we're gonna be a give first people. So however you give, online, through the church app, maybe you're still sending it in to the church office. However you give, thank you for your amazing generosity. And I just want you to know um, that we have not yet made a decision, our leadership team, of when our official date to regather will be. Uh, we're keeping a very close connection with our local officials and also other churches in our area. Um, and as soon as we have a day, I will communicate with you uh, when we plan to reopen for physical gatherings. But remember, 
Uh, we've never closed. You are the church. And so I encourage you this week, go be the church. Go love your neighbors. Um, go love on each other and make the biggest difference that you can for Jesus. And I can't wait to see you tonight for our VBS drive through It's gonna be an amazing week for your kids. In fact, let's just pray that right now. God, thank you for these amazing people. Thank you for the week that's ahead of us. Lord, we ask you to bless and to touch uh, the children of our church in a powerful way um, through VBS this week. Thanks for what you're gonna do, and I pray that we'll have the best week we've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I love you. Keep signing in. I'll see you next weekend. God bless you.